0: Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brnkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast is to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics related to psychology mindset, and mental health. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by sharing on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. All right guys, so we're gonna get into this episode and as you can see from the title, we are going to be talking about why treatment doesn't work so well. And here to help me get into this topic today is my awesome guest, John Giordano. John is an author, certified hypnotherapist, entrepreneur, and expert in the treatment of addiction, and the founder of the National Institute for Holistic Addiction Studies. In addition to this, John has provided counseling and trauma recovery services to law enforcement officers and Iraq and Afghanistan war veterans. He is a state and federal expert witness and also the chaplain of the North Miami Police Department. As a 10th degree black belt and national karate champion, he also trains law enforcement officers and Green Berets in self-defense and negotiation techniques. Mr. Giordano has also contributed to over 73 research papers with his close friend and colleague, Dr. Kenneth Blum, the discoverer of the addiction gene. Their papers have been published in peer-reviewed medical and scientific journals, such as Neuropharmacology, the American Journal of Psychiatry, and the Journal of Psychiatry and Neuroscience. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Mr. John G- John Giordano.
1: Hi, Paris. Hi. It's just an honor. It's just an honor to, to be with a young lady like you that's putting forth this information to help other people that may suffer from depression, anxiety, and other ailments like addiction.
0: Yes. Well, th- uh, I'm
1: also a addictionologist. I'm not mm-hmm. a traumatologist, not just a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about why treatment doesn't work as well as you know, we would hope it would. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because we're not, we're looking at an old model.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: model was based on a Minnesota model and was based primarily on alcoholics. Mm -hmm. Now, when you got drugs in the mix, what happens is the brain chemistry totally changes and even gets worse. Mm -hmm. So what that model is, a 28-day model, which is not long enough for the brain to even start the healing process in order to understand the information that's being imparted to them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, clients for the first two or three weeks sit in group, they're spaced out. They don't really, they can't put information together properly. Mm -hmm. And... um, what happens when the drugs go away and we detox them from the drugs, the psychological problems appear. The mental health issues appear.
2: Yeah. Because
1: most often they're, they're, what they're doing is they're uh, medicating mm-hmm. those, yeah. those illnesses. Now, what we've been looking at and what I've done with, uh, I used to own a 62-bed inpatient uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation, a dual diagnose facility, meaning... Uh, people that have bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety, and so forth, also mm-hmm. along with uh, addiction, mm-hmm. drugs, and alcohol. And what we found out, we were one of the leaders in the industry for many, many years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We were a JECO-accredited facility, which is the gold standard in treatment centers. Mm-hmm. And what we did is I brought along Dr. Kenneth Blum, the geneticist who found the addiction gene, and Dr. Steven Schoenthaler, who is a researcher from Stan Slush University who did uh, an article on a, a peer-reviewed journal on how nutrients and proper diet can actually help adolescents with their anger problems and behavioral problems. And it was uh, really very popular, yeah. let's put it that way. We found that wow. some really, he decreased the behaviors, that, uh, the bad behaviors that these kids were having. Mm-hmm. just by his the diet and by nutrients. Yeah, so what I mean, we that's, looked into.
0: That's, that's huge because I know we talked a little bit about, you know, the current treatments for addiction and different things that are available out there. So can you kind of talk about, talk a little bit about the current treatments for addiction and why why those are so ineffective?
1: Okay. The problem is it's supposed to be a medical model mm-hmm. and it isn't. It's a psychological yeah. model. Now, mm-hmm. yes, People have trauma. Yes, they have childhood traumas. Yes, they have uh, all these other things that go on, these uh, adverse behaviors that they created uh, during their journey through addiction. Mm -hmm. But there's also medical problems they have that co-contribute to this disease or Mm dis-ease. Okay, for instance, a low thyroid can cause depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. Now, when you take a look at that, all right. Most treatment treatment centers don't look at that. So what do they do? Is the psychiatrist puts them on a medication
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of giving them, you know, like Prozac doesn't work for your thyroid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: All right? So yeah. you need thyroid medication. So that's number one. Then you have what is known as leaky gut syndrome or H. pyloria which has to do with your microbiome, which is your gut.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now most people don't know this, but your gut or your microbiome. Most of your dopamine and serotonin is manufactured in the gut yeah. and goes up the vagus nerve into the brain. Now, dopamine and serotonin are your, uh, your feel-good drugs, mm-hmm. okay? And that's what addicts search for. They search for increasing dopamine. Mm-hmm. So when Dr. Blum coined the phrase, instead of saying alcoholism, drug addiction, eating disorder, sexual addiction, we call it RGS, mm-hmm. reward deficiency syndrome that means they do not have enough receptor sites to accept dopamine into their brain so they try to search for different behaviors and different substances mm. to make them feel better
0: okay mm-hmm.
1: so that's yeah. some of the reasons why treatments not working very well we're not looking at middle conditions like a lot of alcoholics are hypoglycemic. yeah okay well alcohol is sugar fermentation mm-hmm. Some of them have brain damage. Well, drugs do damage your brain. No one's going to argue with that. And they have such a thing as called PAUSE, Mm -hmm. post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Now, if you ask most doctors and most clinicians, what do you do? They say time. Yeah. That's because they don't know. Yeah. We found out that hyperbaric medicine, oxygen under pressure, becomes a medicine and actually heals the brain. Wow. Which is interesting I was doing that 15 years ago and now the VA is doing it with hyperbarics.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: So I mean there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. and then amino acid therapy is another mm-hmm. thing that helps with the precursor for neurotransmission. Mhm. And then a lot of people have what is known as heavy metals which causes depression, anxiety, it causes um Attention deficit disorder; mm-hmm. it, it mimics bipolar disorder mm-hmm. because when you have heavy metals, it, it 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 interferes with the transmission. Yeah. Of your neurotransmitters. Yeah,
0: I know you were tell you were explaining that to me yesterday, and that's that's huge. That's really important because I know a lot of people do not don't know that, or they've never been exposed to that before, um, probably because of the, a lot of the misinformation that's out there. So, can you talk a little bit about? the misinformation that is out there related to treatment for addiction um, and your experiences with that
1: well one of the reasons why a lot of these things aren't put into treatment centers is because the insurance reimbursements they don't Mm. they don't reimburse that Mm -hmm. first of all the treatment model is broken what we call detox is not really detox it's really a stabilization unit Mm -hmm. because if you're going to detox somebody you take toxins out don't put other ones in to replace the toxins Mm -hmm. that are already there. So that's one thing. Secondly, it's only 28 days, but now it's 14 days they're trying to knock it down to. Okay. It's not enough time to heal. You need at least 90 to 120 days, depending on the severity of the illness. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things. Now, the heavy metals, okay, you do it from blood, you can do it from urine, or you can do it from hair. Okay. Okay, and heavy metals and everything, lipstick, lead. Mm-hmm. Okay, cigarettes, antinomi, um, all kinds of different heavy metals are in cigarettes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of addicts smoke. And what we found out that people that smoke cigarettes are more likely to relapse than people who don't. Mm. Addictions, addiction is addiction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't matter what the substance or the behavior.
0: Yeah. No, that's powerful that you just said that that you're more likely to relapse if you smoke or if, you're already, if you already have a behavior that is, that is an addictive behavior. And I know you mentioned to me before, you talked about people's lifestyles and how sometimes people's lifestyles can contribute to the problem of treatment being ineffective. Um, so can you kind of get into that and explain to me a little bit about what those lifestyle choices look like and how they're impacting people who are trying to get better, who are trying to get treatment? What does that look like, their lifestyles?
1: Okay. Well, I'm a recovering addict myself. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm coming up on 36 years of recovery.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And you know, wow. a lot of the things that I talk about, I knew about, but I wasn't paying attention to while I was in the throes of my addiction. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. of all, look at what addicts are usual People forget about addicts, what people generally eat. Look at the health of this country. Mm-hmm. Most people are overweight.
2: Yeah. Most
1: people don't exercise. Okay. Most people are not connected spiritually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are vine depleted and protein deficient. And if you don't drink enough water, they say that your brain kind of shrinks.
0: Yeah, you told okay? me that. And your you body me- doesn't
1: function yeah. properly. Wow. So, you know, it, and most people don't eat properly, so they their nutrients are deficient. Mm-hmm. And when your body's out of homeostasis, it doesn't function right, and either does your mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So these are some of the things that these life choices that people make, they don't exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise does a number of things. Okay, number one, it gets rid of stress. Number two, stress depletes dopamine. So if you depleted dopamine already, and now you deplete it even more with stress, mm-hmm. you're going to go looking for something to medicate yourself with to raise that dopamine. Yeah. And also exercise increases dopamine. So, and it's not anaerobic, not just weightlifting. You have to do aerobics. Mm -hmm. You have to do where you're breathing a little heavier.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you have to do it at least five to six days a week, at least for 45 minutes. Now, you could start off with 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and work your way up. You don't have to start off at the top because most people try to do that, they get disgusted and they quit. Yeah. You gotta start off with one day a week, two days a week, three days a week, and build yourself up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a process. It's not an event.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that is so true. Because I know something that you, you, also, you also told me about this before. You mentioned, you said something that really stuck with me the first time I spoke with you. You said, we are walking cash registers for the pharmaceutical companies. So you said that, and I just sat there, and I was like, wow wow so that was really powerful so can you kind of talk a little bit about what that means and just talk a little bit about that
1: well let's look at our world today unfortunately it's all about money mm-hmm. and, and this is sad not all people are like that yeah but a lot of people are like that look we all need money I understand that we all need to, to, to make a living we all need to support our families I understand that mm-hmm. but what's happening is is that because of the money, our food supply
2: yeah. okay,
1: has been really bad. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're processing food. They're adding chemicals, GMOs to food. I mean, we're eating chemicals. We're no longer eating food. Yeah, That's number one. Look at the cancer rates. Look at all these uh, the diabetes. Look at all these uh, high people with high blood pressure. Look what's going on. So when I say we're walking cash registers for the pharmaceutical companies, well, all they look to do is put a Band-Aid on stuff
2: mm-hmm. and
1: keep us medicated. Yeah. How about taking a look at what's causing this
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of trying to put a Band-Aid on it? You know, there's a saying, you could teach somebody, you can give some, feed somebody with fish, or you could teach them how to fish.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People have to learn how to take care of themselves, how to build up their immune systems.
2: Yeah. Look at this
1: COVID-19, what's going on, mm-hmm. okay? You have to build up your immune system in order to fight this not just with drugs, Mm -hmm. everything starts with your body. Your body can heal anything. If you have the proper attitude Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you have the proper uh, workout schedule and the proper nutrition,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: believe it or not, you won't get sick, Holly, at all. I don't, I'm seven, I want to be 74 in August.
0: No, you're not, no way. I work
1: out (laughs) six days a week. I don't take any medications, all right? Mm -hmm. I don't have any of these things. Mm And I got to keep fighting it because as you get older, things break down. Mm -hmm. So you have to take a look at everything. Money's great. Look, I started my treatment center with $300. I was homeless at one time, Mm
0: -hmm. living in
1: my karate school dressing room. Wow. With no money. All right. And when I got clean and sober, all right, I got divorced and I wound up living in one room that a friend of mine gave me. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't have a job. All I did was teach karate a little bit here and there to make a few dollars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was broke. And I opened up a treatment center with years later with $300. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, we sold it for $45 million. Wow. Now, if you were to tell me that in the beginning of this journey I'm on, I would have punched you in the face. Yeah. Thank you for making fun of me.
2: All
1: right. So what I'm trying to tell to your listeners out there, Mm-hmm. never give up and no matter what and I only went to the ninth grade and I finally got my GED and then I got all my different uh, masters of addiction counseling all these other things mm-hmm. but I, I did it when I was in recovery
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can do anything look at you yourself <laughs> you know what, the, what we were talking about what you've been through here you are a mm-hmm. fine young lady trying to help people and mm-hmm. you're going to be very successful just keep going
0: Thank you. And that's what
1: life's about. Keep going, yeah. man. Never give up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And your story was really powerful. I remember when I first spoke with you and I was I was reading about you too and doing research. And I heard, you know, you told me that, that story you just mentioned right there where you started your center with $300 and then you ended up selling it for 45 million and you being homeless and all these different things and struggling with addiction and all the things that you went through in your life and how you ended up turning that and creating something and being able to reach people and lecture people and travel and do all the things that you've done. That, that is really motivating to me to see that in somebody else. So you know, if you could just talk a little bit about um, how did you cope with your, your addiction and, and how, did that, how did that help you change your path in life? Well, that. let
1: me put it this way. First of all, I like to recognize my partners and my team of mm-hmm. people that work for me, because mm-hmm. without them, we could have never done any of this. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not John Giordano all alone did this. Yeah. You know, with a this was a team.
0: Yeah. Effect.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: really uh, love my partners, and I love the people that work for us. Mm-hmm. And we had one hundred and forty-seven employees. Wow. And seven buildings, and we started off with a little little place, seven hundred and fifty square feet. Wow. I mean, it was like crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: But my addiction, you know, I it was, um, I started my addiction when I was like, I think it was, I was 20 years old.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I started with acid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then I went and I graduated and I kept graduating, graduating. And I did it because I was interested in opening my mind and expanding my mind. And, you know, this was the 60s and 70s. And yeah. that's what was all going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but after a while I thought I was cursed.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, my
1: family's like a mafia family. My my uh my uncle supposedly, I can't mm-hmm. say he did, yeah. but supposedly killed a caterer at my wedding because wow. he insulted him in front of the family. Wow. Um, my family, my father was a, a, a drug dealer, mm-hmm. uh heroin dealer. You know, and, and you know, people that say, Well, my family's this and my family's that and listen, I don't care where you come from, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, I only went, okay, what education you came from. I was an inner city kid,
2: mm-hmm. okay?
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with your life. It mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you could succumb to that and just keep going off the deep end. And what happened, the only reason I went to treatment is my family did an intervention on me. Now, yeah. I just told you who my family was. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering who's doing an intervention on them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: my, my brother was a drug dealer. He did the intervention. My other friends <clears throat> were doing all kinds of really crooked stuff. Mm-hmm. And here they all want me to go to treatment. I thought this was the biggest joke of all. Wow. <laughs> so, but I went to treatment and I had a spiritual awakening in treatment, which I call a spiritual awakening.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I turned my life around.
0: Wow. And to me, I
1: owe it to God. Now, to me, I used to curse God before this. I didn't want to hear about God. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay.
1: I went to the meetings. I said, look, I didn't come here to join another religion. Mm -hmm. But then I found spirituality. And what I did was I found God through an old timer told me, how about G-O-D? Okay. I said, look, man, I know how to spell he said no 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 good orderly direction john could that be your god i said absolutely
2: mm-hmm.
1: that was my god for wow. about a year and a half to two years and then i got a god of my understanding
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you never know what life's going to take you yeah here i am i became a, a chaplain i went to the to a a church that i studied and all this for a couple of years and then i became a priest actually yeah. in this church Wow. And I said, if my father known that, he would have rolled over in his grave. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you work with the police department. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, well, that's that. I'm so thankful, you know, to be able to, you know, not actually sit down with you, virtually sit down with you and, you know, hear your story and hear the things that you've done and worked on and really see, you know, the difference that you've made with your life going from the place that you used to be in to where you are now. And I just think that's really something that's really powerful that people will be able to relate to and connect with and really understand, you know, to see where you've been and the choices you made to get out of that situation and really do all the things that you've done. So, you know, I just wanted to really, you know, thank you for your time today and you know te- testing this whole interview thing out on the on the zoom that wasn't <laughs> that we, yeah, we got I to know. work
1: <laughs> i'm a little so, antiquated i guess in a way i know <laughs> but we worked it out
0: <laughs> yes i know and you're actually you are my first interview that i've ever done on zoom on on video so you will be my first interview that i'm actually posting on my youtube channel And I'm really excited about that because this was, I I was really excited to even sit down with you and talk to you about this because I know, you know, from researching you and reading about you, that you definitely have a huge passion for the work that you've done. So
1: I do. Like I said, my son almost died from this and that was my journey that I'm going to help other people Mm
0: -hmm. no matter what. Oh yeah. It's
1: Mm -hmm. about saving God's children. It's not about earning money.
0: Yes. 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 Well, thank you so much, John. And if you guys um, tell everyone where they can find you, where can they find you if they want to learn more about you?
1: They can go to Mm holisticaddictioninfo.com and they can see all the different things, the television shows and radio shows and some of my research and all the things that I do, my lectures and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yes. Well, you guys heard him. Go check that out. Check out the work he's done. Check out his other interviews um he's really awesome so thank you john so much for your time oh, you're welcome all right well this was great and i'm excited to post it <laughs> all right <laughs> bye john
1: <Bye-bye>,
2: hun.
0: bye bye <laughs>